This is episode number 92 and my interview with Kyle Wick. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, where each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I am very excited to bring you today a great interview from a good close friend of mine, Kyle Wick. And before we dive into that, I wanted to let you guys know, if you haven't heard already, that we are now on iTunes. Thanks so much for your support, for allowing us to have the downloads needed to get on there. And if you've been listening on SoundCloud only, and you're more of an Apple or iTunes guy like I am, head on over to the podcast app on your mobile device and subscribe and rate now. And also, if you subscribe to the podcast, you're going to see real-time posts whenever I add the, the content in there each week. You can download that instantly or save it to your phone later. A little bit of an easier interface sometimes in the SoundCloud uh, interface. But thanks so much again for your support because it has been so awesome since we started this uh, this project together here. You you guys, all of my listeners and, and me making these recordings each week and the comments you're leaving make it all so worthwhile. How you're using this information each day to just better your life and reach peak performance each day. And so keep sending those my way. Now, as I said, I'm excited to bring Kyle Wick into the interview series today and bring him on the Success 101 podcast and a good friend of mine for quite a while now. But as, as you guys know, I try to bring you the best data and information about peak performance, reaching your maximum potential each day so you can go out and just rock it every single day in your business or in the highly productive role that you're in. And that's what this episode is going to aim to do. And, and as we bring Kyle on, and talk about what he's doing and what he's done for quite a while now to boost not only his professional life to higher levels of achievement, but also his personal life and his mindset as to how he just attacks each day starting right from the beginning of each morning. Kyle's got a really interesting story. He's from small town Iowa, went to the University of Iowa. We won't hold that against him or anything. And he moved to Dallas in 2011 to start his business in the financial <clears throat> career and uh, he's married to Stephanie for almost three years now. And actually, uh, fun fact about Kyle, they grew up two blocks from each other, but didn't date until after college. She went to SMU. He went to Iowa. They found each other after college, but had grown up two blocks away from each other. I love stories like that. And, uh, and he has averaged, this is a pretty interesting stat, he has averaged a 70% year-over-year growth in production as an advisor since he moved to Dallas. And so I'm so excited to bring Kyle Wick onto the phone call this morning. And let's go ahead and dive into the interview now. Hey, Kyle, are you there? Yeah. Good morning, Jared. Hey, good morning, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah. I'm uh, just telling the listeners, I'm so excited to bring you on because, you know, you and I have talked, you know, many times about peak performance and how we're just, you know, with everything that we're dealing with each day, how we can gear up and get ready for every day. And that's really why I have you here today. And your growth in your business has been just amazing, 70% year over year in production since moving to Dallas. And so I'm going to, you know, sit back and be a little more quiet here so the viewers can listen to you. But what I want to kick off with first is just give us a window into, I guess, Kyle Wick's mind every day as you work to be just a great advisor for your clients, husband to Stephanie and just an overall individual that I know personally strives for peak performance and results each day. If you wouldn't mind just going into maybe just 
maybe just a mashup here, your fundamentals, your non-negotiables, what it is that you use to thrive and conquer every single day where, you know, if those things weren't in place, you'd feel a little off your game and underperforming. Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing for me is just my mindset going into each day. I'm a huge guy in positivity and optimism. So I'm always trying to get my get my mind right and be in that positive mindset. And also along with that, just keeping things simple on a daily basis. I, yeah, every morning as I'm spending some time thinking about my, the day that's ahead of me, I'm thinking just what are the three biggest things I need to accomplish today? They're usually pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and usually about the same each day. But I really just try and keep things simple and then just make sure my mind's right so that when I go through my day, it, re- it reflects in my actions as well. And I, I look at each day almost as a 12-hour race. Um, by the time my day starts at 6 a.m. when I'm getting my car usually to the time I'm trying to get home and spend some time with my wife, Stephanie, at 6 p.m., um, I, I see I've got 12 hours there. From you know, It's the time I kiss her goodbye in the morning to the time I get to see her again. What can I accomplish? I always know I'm going to get that question, how was your day? What did you do today? How was your day? And I always want to know I made an impact in that day. And the last thing I always do for business each day is – go through and just and I actually grade myself I I record what I did on that day and so I'm constantly keeping a scoreboard on a daily on a daily basis and then I look at the next day and say okay what's what's next the next day going to look like for me so I I like the daily race attitude towards it and you've got I mean there's a lot in our business there's a lot of negativity and things that can try and pop up so you've got to just keep moving forward and fighting through that and then I stretch it out on a week. My weekly race more is, you know, grading myself at the end of each week. But it's that in my mind there, it's what can I accomplish this week before my next adventure with Stephanie? We, I mean, what, what can we experience this weekend? But I've got to make sure I go into that, you know, full force and get a good another week behind me. So I think that's that's the attitude I take towards going into a day. Um, you know, I, I, I think the term durable fulfillment is something that I've really attached myself to. Uh, the idea behind that is the three keys to life, happiness, success, and freedom. That's kind of my tagline, happiness, success, and freedom. That's all I want. That's all everybody essentially wants in life. And so what do those three things mean to me? Um, you know, the, the optimism, the positive attitude, that all ties in with the happiness. And I, I, I love the life that we're leading. And Stephanie and I, we, we have the opportunity to have a lot of fun, and that creates a lot of happiness. And we've got to experience that through some successes that we've each had. Um, and with that, it's created the freedom. And the freedom is the one that we find that, and I find my clients, a lot of them are lacking, is that ability to do whatever they want and have those options. And so I'm always talking to people about this, this idea of durable fulfillment um, and how can we create all three of these areas and have them all equally in our lives. Hey, Kyle, I'll I'll ask you real quick. I mean, cut you off there, but, uh, you know, that's such an important point, this whole idea of uh, of freedom. Excuse me. And I find that a lot of people don't have freedom that they're looking for, and sometimes they don't even know it. You know, they don't even realize it. And I would tell the, the listeners out there that what I know about Kyle is he, you know, that is perfect. I'd never heard him describe it that way before as far as a 12-hour race. And uh, I, 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 you hit the nail on the head. I, I, wouldn't descri- I wouldn't have described it that way. I didn't know you called it that. But now that you say that, it, it makes a lot of sense. Whenever I see Kyle 
working in his business, whenever I've observed him many times before, it is very intentional. There's not, in my opinion, there's probably, I mean, you may feel this way, Kyle, because we all feel, you know, certain things about ourselves. But from the outside, looking in at you, I don't see really any wasted time. If, if, uh, if he is working, he is working. If he is out of work, he is doing something with Stephanie or doing something to create and fulfill those goals. And I think freedom is so important. I witnessed the same thing with my clients where it's just, you know, you're almost in these handcuffs where you, and maybe it's a myth, but a lot of times people just feel like they can't break away from whatever it is uh, that they're doing. And I'll just get, I'll, I'll, I'll let you give a little bit of a shout out here. I know the, to the, to the Hawkeye nation, but I know that you are, tell me about your role just real quick. We won't, this is off script here. We won't go into this too far, but tell me about your role with just being the planning coordinator for the, uh, the Iowa club here in, uh, in Dallas, for those of you, or for those out there that don't know that you're part of that. Yeah, so when I moved here a little over four years ago, um, I got involved with the Iowa Alumni Club down here. Uh, eventually was asked to join the board of directors, and then about a year ago um, was voted or asked to um, be the new acting president. Um, I've got a lot of fulfillment out of that. It's been extremely fun just growing our alumni base down here, spreading the word. We do a lot of fun activities, and a lot of it's centered around the sports and um, game watches, and we've got a big um, NCAA game today that I'm excited to host a party at this afternoon. So um, that, that's given me a good chance to, one, do something I love in terms of I'm very passionate about Hawkeye, the Hawkeyes and their sports teams and everything, but also it's helped grow me as well just in a leadership capacity, which is something that I'm doing in my business as well where I get the opportunity to get in front of groups and speak and organize events. And I've seen as a leader um, and, you know, people come to me and, and kind of put me up on a pedestal, I guess, a little bit through that group, um, which helps make me better because I, I'm a guy who started off a few years ago, hate public hating to, you know, speak in front of groups and just not a public speaker at all. And so that's helped sharpen me, I think overall. So I've got, you know, some per personal fulfillment out of it as well as just enjoyment too. That's awesome. Uh, and let's get back to this freedom idea because I don't want to stray away from that. And uh, maybe a really important question that I would have for you, just knowing you and your work habit and your and your work ethic there, what would you say really in your mind is the number one reason most people fail to reach what I would just consider peak performance in a high-paced business environment or that freedom that we're talking about where they really, they're just not actualizing and, and, and optimizing the goals that they have and they're not you know, they're not really realizing what it is that they would want to do deep within themselves. As you said, most people want happiness and freedom and just a sense of control, I would call it, each day as they as they go through their day-to-day. -day. But so many people are not reaching that. What do you think the number one thing is in your mind that's keeping people each day from hitting that? What is that hurdle? Um, I think it's the perception of time. Um, you know, time's really the only thing we're ever short on. It's a non-refundable resource. But it's amazing. I, I, every day I hear people, oh, we're so busy. I, I ever hear, you know, people talking in the line at Starbucks or wherever it is. Everybody's always so busy, but it's just your perception of time and how you're using it. Um, I know you've interviewed Curtis Estes on here, and he's on one end of that spectrum where he is truly busy and busier than maybe anybody we, we know, but he still makes it work, right, and produces at a high level and does all these things. Um, so I'm always constantly asking myself, how can I create more time? You, you really can't, but you but you can through just being efficient, through staffing models, um, and, and just knowing what daily you know roadblocks you face. Um, a book that I started a while back and then was reminded basically to finish when um, I was 
taught about this theme of the four thieves of pr- productivity. It's from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. I'm not sure if you've um, got a chance to check that out yet, but I'd highly recommend The One Thing by Gary Keller. So it talks about your That's one, one of my favorite. Thing. That's one of my favorite books out there. I love it. There's so much yeah. wisdom in it. Yeah, so and, and maybe stop me if you've done a podcast on that, but just the quick summary of the four thieves of productivity. And the one, the first one is the one that I struggle with the most, and that's the inability to say no. Um, at my core, I'm a yes man. I, I, I've got FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. I always want to do everything. I always want to help everybody and beat everything to everybody. But that's just the number one thief of productivity is the inability to say no. Saying that gives you freedom to focus on what really matters, you know, prioritize things in the right way. So um, that's the number one thief. Number two, the fear of chaos. Um, you can't be everything to everybody. You can't juggle everything. You've got to realize that some of these things you're juggling are rubber and they're going to bounce back, right? Yeah, you just got to let go of the little things and not be afraid of the chaos that that creates. I, I love in my day-to-day business when I'm super, super busy with a lot of meetings and I, I call just create, creating the chaos and whether it's just a stack of files that I'm coming back and throwing on you know, our st- the staff's desk and just and being kind of proud of like this chaos I created. So I think that's one that thieves that I've, been able to um, reject, I guess. Poor health habits is his third thief of productivity. Um, a lot of that just leads to, how, you know, how are you treating your body physically, mentally, emotionally, and are you feeding it the correct way? Are you feeding your engine and giving yourself the energy that you need? Um, and then the last thief was the uh, environment doesn't support your goals. And Jared, you and I are very blessed in um, the culture of our office here that we do have an environment that supports our goals and we've surrounded ourselves with good people. Um, and the, the main takeaways here is you want people around you that are positive and generally want you to see, um, succeed, but also challenge you too. They're not just yes men around you, but I, I want people who are going to kind of step up to me and say, no, Kyle, you need to do this. What, you know, dream bigger, make them scary. Well, you know, do what you say you want to do. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. I've actually got those four thieves posted up on my office on the wall and just trying to constantly remind myself of, okay, these are, these are the hurdles or the roadblocks that I can face at any given time, especially that inability to say no. Go, go ahead for our listeners and list those off again. Obviously, they can yeah, re- yeah, so in order. Um, the inability to say no, the fear of chaos, poor health habits, and an environment that doesn't support your goals. And so that's from The One Thing by Gary Keller. Yeah, great book. Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And uh, if you don't have that as part of your collection, you've got to go get it. And I have done several snippets on the podcast of that book, uh, but I've not talked about the four uh, thieves of your time. So, I, And I was actually reminded of that whenever you started mentioning it and started taking notes on it. So that's really good. It's just it's a great book. I, I love it. You talked about, uh, you know, increasing your time or I'm paraphrasing for you here, just, you know, how we're always we're always just feel like we're strapped. There's not enough time in the day. <clears throat> if you go to the book, uh, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Shores, if you listen to the podcast of Rory Vaden, who's always talking about multiplying your time or procrastinating on purpose uh, because you're trying to get to these other things, it really does show you that time is the same for everybody. But we always feel like we're in this crunch. We feel like we're in this, you know, these, like I said, these thieves of, of time. And I feel like that that, to me, my answer on that would have been, uh, you know, people aren't maximizing their goal each day for the same reason. And, and myself as well. It's just it's the time issue where we feel like we're just working, 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 uh, you know, uh, somebody that I know out there calls it playing office where you're just so busy throughout the day 
and you just you leave exhausted and then you really look back on your drive home at what you really maybe accomplished that day and there's not a lot that you can speak for but yet you were just go 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 the whole time tell me about your fundamentals tell me about the things that you know every single day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed i mean you've had 70 percent on average uh year over year production in your business that doesn't just happen without you strategically building some things into your day and i know you've probably mentioned a couple of those here whether it's you know freedom and time with stephanie and those sort of things but do you have just your non-negotiables your fundamentals that you know you have to get done each day or you're not going to be your best yeah, and I think um, that kind of ties into the time as well. And just having, for me, it's having a to-do list. To just have, I have three things every day where I know I need to do, and I also have a to-do list where um, that's more of things outside the business, where it's a constant running list on my phone. So when something pops up for me that I know I need to do, and I, I kind of freak out and say I need to take those now, I throw it on to-do list. And that way I know it's going to get taken care of because I'm so religious about checking that list and whittling things down when I get free time, evenings or weekends. But also, more importantly, it enables me to free that mentally from my mind, say, okay, that's that's even though I haven't done it yet, it's taken care of, it's off my plate. So that helps me a lot, just having that running list and then allowing me to focus back in, in our business as financial advisors. I just know I wake up, get into the office every day and say, how many people can I see, can I sit face-to-face with, and how many people can I get referred to, and, and how many new prospects can I call? Those are, those are my three non-negotiables. That's all, that's all I really care about on any given day. There's a lot of little things that pop up and interruptions and just things I could be doing, but if I just keep it simple, um, the simplicity is so key for me. Just keep it simple. These are This is what I need to accomplish today. Um, I think, you know, when, when I talk about this, just the three keys overall, besides just the simplicity, um, I'm big into visualization. And there's two different sides of the visualization. I'd say there's the macro side and the micro side. Or the macro, you know, talking about my why, and we can get into that and everything, but just the big picture, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But also the micro, where it's just, I, I think you've mentioned the book, it might be the book Triggers, um, but there's just little triggers that I keep around me that visually stimulate me or visually keep me on track. One is, you know, just everywhere I go, constantly sitting on my, by my left hand is my call list of who I need to call and working my way through that. So I always know no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm lost in an email or distracted by you know, sports update or whatever, I can see that and it, 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 a trigger goes off my mind where I, I need to get back to this because this is what I need to be doing when I'm not sitting in front of a client because I need to be, you know, calling new clients or something like that. Um, the other trigger that I use is, you know, my cal- I live and die by my calendar and I don't know what I would do without it, but I'm constantly staring at it on my computer and so I've color-coded my, my calendar as well where I've been doing it for years now and these colors just re- really resonate with me where I've got, you know, purple is the one I really, I love to see on there, but I hate to see on there too because purple, anything purple on my calendar is a non-revenue generating activity or a non-RGA, basically meaning I'm having fun during the workday, you know, whether it's golfing with a client or something like that. It's so that's a trigger if I see too much of that, but also I've got you know, all of my client meetings color coded, whether they're, you know, my green is my go, my money one, because that means I'm meeting somebody new for the first time. And so those are always, I would love to see those colors on there. That's a good visual stimulant for me. But what 
gets me back on track is when I see too much of the easy ones, the, the review meetings or the delivery meetings. You know, some of these meetings where not as much business is being generated, and it just kind of means I have an easy week, and that automatically triggers me to get back to I, I know I need to get on the phone and get some new meetings set with some new prospects um, or, or getting back in front of some of my big clients. Um, so I think those micro visual stimulants are something that's really helped me keep me on track, non-negotiable. This is what's going to happen each day. Man, if there's one thing I do from this talk, it is that I will be putting green on my calendar for revenue generating activities. Uh, that, that's pretty awesome. We've got we've got some systems in our business that are color coded as well. But that that one is going to probably wake me up just a little bit. And I always talk about RGAs or doing non-revenue generating activities. I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, and that is so key for our listeners to hear. And it was so key for me to hear. Again, are you playing office each day? Whatever business you're in, whatever business you run, or if you don't run a business, whatever trade or craft you're doing each day, you could get into that trap of not feeling like there's enough time in the day or feeling like you're getting a ton knocked out during the day, but you're really spending it on non-revenue generating activities that just keep you busy and bogged down. And if you do that long enough, Kyle, Kyle would tell you the same. If you do that long enough, you're either going to become very unfulfilled with what you're doing because you're doing the things that you didn't get into the business to do, the things you don't love as much. It's just busy work, or you're just not going to see any progress. And that's, you know, that's a big roadblock that I see a lot of our financial advisors that I coach and mentor just work, 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 work. And then they look up and go, what have I really done productively? It's just always trying to catch up. So I think those are great, and I will be putting green on my calendar today as a result of that. Um, tell me a little bit about your. I know you're a big uh, workout guy. You're a big, uh, you know, health guy. You know, eat healthy, and um, you know. I think at one point you told me you try not to drink too much coffee during the day. I mean, there's just certain things in your life where it's pretty obvious that you're disciplined and rigid on. And maybe these go back to your fundamentals as well. But tell me about health, workout, sleep, any of those sort of things that you feel like have have helped your uh, your success. Yeah, so with the workouts, um, I'm unlike probably a, mo a lot of people or your listeners and a lot of people in the office here where I'm an early evening workout guy. And so part of my daily race is trying to get to the gym by 5 p.m., 5.30 is the latest. I, in some days it doesn't happen, there's conflicts, but hopefully four days a week I'm getting to the gym at 5 p.m., 5.30 um, and so that, that's exciting for me. That's it's a good way for me just to decompress from my day, make sure you know feel good about myself, and then I, I want to be home you know by about six six thirty at the very latest because I know that's when Stephanie's going to be home, and I get a I, I look forward to I literally look forward to every single night enjoying time with Stephanie, and it's exciting to me, um, even if we're doing nothing but having dinner and sitting on the couch. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very lucky too that one of Stephanie's big passions herself is cooking, and Thankfully, along with that, she cooks on a very healthy basis. So she takes a lot of that literally off my plate where she makes sure that we eat somewhat healthy. But she's just always trying new things, always experimenting. And um, so that's, that's very exciting, too, just kind of getting to experience all these new meals together. That's a big theme with Stephanie and I. We just love experiencing new things together, whether it's food, restaurants, travel. That's, that's kind of why, why I do what I do is to experience new things with Stephanie. Um, but back to the workouts, you know, it's, it, I've got a gym right by my house, makes it super easy. Uh, you know, I, I get there, um, my diet and my approach overall to my health, um, 
for better or worse, is you know, it's almost like to brag about it as I'm an all natural person where I take no medications, no supplements, um, no pills, no vitamins. I, I take literally, well, whey protein. Whey protein would be the only thing anywhere close to any sort of pill or supplement or anything that I take on a natural basis. Um, so hopefully I can kind of keep that going and that doesn't change, but I'm sure as I get older, maybe I'm, I'm forced to change that a little bit. No, stay bulletproof. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Um, (laughs) and as far as, you know, one thing I do each morning, um, I've been doing it for three months now and I've done that another spurt in my life as well. Um, but I make sure I weigh myself first thing in the morning and I record it. I've recorded on an app on my phone. Um, and what I've found is so around Christmas this year, I noticed I'd gained a little bit of weight, maybe just like 10 pounds or so over where I wanted. And so I just started weighing myself every morning. Last time I had gained a little bit of weight, I felt I did the same thing. And I've been primarily weightlifting this year as part of my workouts, and I've still lost 10 pounds while putting on a bunch of muscle. And I'd say the number one reason I can do that is because I, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is step on the scale, put it into my iPhone. And it's amazing just that little activity, how it impacts me throughout the day. Whether it's at lunch and I'm deciding what to order, whether I need the, you know, the fries or the chips or whatever with it. It's, sometimes I think about, man, I was, I was so close to getting under 200 pounds yesterday. And I know I'm not going to do it if I don't get to the gym at 5 o'clock and if I have that extra you know, serving. So it's just it's incredible how much that just stepping on the scale for five seconds impacts me throughout my day. You know, and I, I know studies have shown that the number one thing you can do for your health is just to literally write down your weight every day and also write down what you eat. I haven't gotten that far. I've to actually write down what I eat, but I think that's something that people could definitely implement as well. Um, so, th- th- I mean, this goes right back to what I talked about with a business where I'm just scoring myself every day. Just give my, it's so, I mean, it takes five seconds on the scale, two minutes to score myself in business, but that two minutes and five seconds is probably the most important thing I do each day. When you're saying score yourself in business, you don't have to go into any details with your your individual business as far as the the categories or anything like that. But give our unless you unless you think that would be helpful. But give our listeners just what what does that mean when you keep using the phrase "score myself in business"? Yeah, so I just want to know because it's easy you get through a day and you kind of maybe you played office, but you don't quite know what happened. Maybe you saw a lot of people, but we've got metrics in our business, as you know, that kind of help us head in the right direction and so I'm always comparing myself against those metrics and trying to be better than them um, and, and it's, a lot of it just re- revolves around how many people am I saying how many people am I getting referred to how many people am I calling just w- what's my activity on a daily basis because I, I can see trends with that so if all of a sudden I have a month where my production is down I can usually go back to the month before that and see the, the immediate reason why and maybe it goes back to color-coding my calendar. I can look at my calendar and see that, okay, well, there's the reason there's not very much green on my calendar that month. So yeah. it just helps me keep that top of mind where if I do that every day, I know that going into the next day, I, I kind of already know what I need to do. Maybe I had a really good day overall, but I didn't see any new people. So I know or, – or, or something else. So it just helps constantly remind me each day whether – good or bad. So it helps me celebrate the successes too, but also helps me refocus my energy towards something new tomorrow if I didn't have a great day. Yeah. And you guys have heard me say over and over on the podcast here that I was challenged long ago to not look at the outcome of each day because there are days, Kyle, you would admit this, there are days where you, you're not playing office. You're actually intentional. You're wired in. You are getting things done that are revenue generating activities. They're productive. 
but you don't see the outcome at the end of the day. It's not always just a tangible, hey, I did these things today, therefore I got paid this, or I did these things today, therefore here's the direct result. I, I brought on three brand new clients. I mean, you just don't see that. It is a work in progress. And if you, if you guys are regular listeners of the podcast, you've heard me say over and over that sticking with the process, as I was challenged to do long ago, is going to keep your mental attitude in the game much longer than just focusing on the outcome. And that's a lesson I wish I had learned very early on in my business, is if you will just stick to the process, whatever your business is, whatever it is that you're doing out there, there is likely some blueprint. There's someone who's gone before you. There's someone who has shown you the way or teach you or coach you or train you. And if you will just stick with that process, and those fundamentals each day and not focus on the outcome, you're going to be much more engaged and you're going to stay in the game a lot longer mentally, which is going to help you reach peak performance for a longer sustained period of time. And I can say that about Kyle. I would say that his process, his systems, the way he handles his business each day, again, I'll, I'll say it again, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of wasted time. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of time where he's just, you know, just fumbling around, trying to figure out what he's going to do next. It is very intentional and very planned out. And for some of you out there, that might seem a little bit too rigid. You know, you you may not feel like you can be yourself by just being so structured and so rigid. So figure out what your system is. But if you don't have your fundamentals locked in and you don't know where you're going each day by scoring yourself in the business, you really could just be doing a lot of busy, non-revenue generating activity, a lot of busy work, and really wake up one day and go, what have I really been accomplishing? I've, I've worked so hard, but what have I really done? And that is just not a, a great place to to be in. So as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, I would just ask, you know, really one more question for you that I had on my mind, which is, you know, if you could ask yourself one question each day, spin it back on you here. If you could ask yourself one question each day to keep you on track, or maybe if you were, you know, helping or coaching or developing someone else, what is the one question you, Kyle Wick, would want to ask them? Yeah. So um, to even take a step back from that, I think, that, that's something that I is very important to my daily activity would be spending some of that time in silence. And I know you talk about that on the podcast, but um, to me that, you know, I, I, I don't know who it was, an Australian speaker a couple of years ago. I think, Jared, you heard him as well. He just said this little tiny phrase that really, really helped me in terms of it just clarity emerges from silence. And whenever I feel stressed or anything, I constantly remind myself clarity emerges from silence. I think it was Matthew Kelly. Was it Matthew Kelly? Okay. So, yeah, so I, I try and take a step back, and, and it really starts with my drive-in at, you know, 6 a.m. or so is no more radio. I do not listen to the radio, absolutely not in my car during the business day. After, when I get to 5 p.m., I can. But that just allows me to, de whether it's decompress, play my day, um, whatever it is. So just silence in the car, silence when I, I get into the office earlier than most on purpose so I can beat the rush and the traffic and everything else, but also so I can spend some time in a silent office. Um, and so that has really helped me overall. And then when I reflect on that, I, I look at one thing that, that to get to your question is I, I'm always asking myself or, you know, people around me, it's kind of a four part question, but all I want to know is how's your diet? How's your exercise? How's your rest? How's your humor? So there's there's this alignment that I want to see before these four these four different areas that really are going to be my fuel, what's going to drive me each day, my diet, my exercise, my rest, and just as important, my humor. Am I enjoying things? Am I am I getting a chance to laugh? You know, just not laughing and telling jokes, but just am I overall in, you know having a sense of fulfillment through enjoyment each day? Um, and I can't do that if I'm not resting. 
I can't, you know, it's harder if I'm not exercising properly and getting to the gym and I don't feel good about myself. And then what I'm feeding my body with my diet um, helps as well. So I'm trying to constantly have a balance between those four things. And when things are going well, I can usually look right all four of those things and say, these are in alignment. These are going well. Um, and so when somebody steps in my office and they're struggling, that's just something I might ask them, you know, because they think they're struggling business because it's, you know, somewhat business. But if we can take a step back and look at that and these four things, usually if we can try and find an alignment between those four, um, you know, we can start to get our, um, on our path towards success. And I'll, I'll give uh, Ryan Kramer, uh, managing partner in Chicago, uh, credit for that. He told me that term a couple years ago, and I, I bet I've asked myself that almost every day or thought of that phrase almost every single day. That along with the clarity emerges from silence. Um, just spending some good time and thought, give myself that chance to step back. Yeah, and I'd heard you mention that before, and I hadn't hadn't heard that in a long time, but those are so important. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's what I aim to tap into all the time. And, you know, I lose sight of it more than I focus on it, which is, you know, which is not always a good thing. But the diet, you know, I, I mentioned Tom Rath's book, Eat, Eat, Move, Sleep, constantly on this podcast. And it just seems that more and more everything ties back into that when it comes to peak performance. How are you eating? How are you moving? How are you sleeping? So as far as your point here, the diet, the rest, the exercise, but then also the humor. So I'd never heard it until you mentioned it. I'd never heard it added on that way. But yeah, are you are you just running yourself ragged constantly or are you actually enjoying life? Are you waking up with joy each day and uh, and, and really just enjoying the life that you have? And uh, podcast listeners may have heard recently I did a, uh, a recording from uh, from Dan Sullivan where it says, you know, happiness is a choice. And that was a very small, short uh, interview that I heard with him. But it was so important to me to realize that of the thousands and thousands of business leaders and entrepreneurs that he's coached, he's really learned there's a lot of people who do find more joy each day, no matter what their circumstances are. And then there's those people that just never really seem to find it, no matter how much they accomplish and no matter how much they uh, they do in their business or in their life. So those are really important. Diet, rest, exercise, and humor. Um, taking notes here. I'm going to lock those in. And then as we wrap up, one uh, one final thing, because I didn't hear it come out anywhere in the podcast here as we were talking through things, but I don't want to let you go without mentioning it. Uh, Kyle has this phrase called champagne moments that I heard him mention before that I want him to, uh, and I don't know if you were prepared to talk about this or not, but I'm going to be selfish and tell you, you need to talk about it here on my podcast. <laughs> um, but talk to me about your champagne moments that I've heard you mention before and what that means to you. Yeah. So this is something I'm really proud of and I, I almost get choked up every time I think of it and talk about it. Um, and it, it goes back to when I moved here to Dallas. I moved here for a girl. She was the only person I knew in Dallas, and I was joining a business where it's all about you know your Rolodex and who you know and what contacts you have. And so I really struggled in the business early on, um, and so I had to develop my why very early on if I was really going to stick around and, and create what I've created now. And my why immediately revolved around that girl I moved here for, and that's Stephanie. I ended up marrying her, and... Um, but I, I call, I ended up calling my why my champagne moments and where that was really created was it, it, I, I immediately it was, I need to prove to her I can do this. I need to start making money. I need to buy a ring. I need to get us out of debt before the wedding. We need to get married. Then we need to, um, you know, get into the house. So there's all these moments along the way, but 2014 was a kind of my banner year, I think in business and just what I'm, some I'm really proud of in terms, it wasn't my best year ever, but at the time it was my best year ever. And it's where I really coined that phrase, champagne moments. And where it came from was uh, Stephanie and I, our first date 
was on New Year's Eve a number of years ago, and we had a champagne toast that night. And it was just, it was kind of, it's just one of those things where we knew each other for a long time. We had just started dating and just kind of seemed so right, just looking, you know, and I could still picture that moment so clear. And so I go into 2014, just so excited. How can, you know, with my mentors talking to me, how are you going to make this year the best year ever? So we set out, you know, six really big, hairy, audacious goals. And we looked at those and I, I didn't think I could do them all or half of them even. And what kept me going on a daily basis was this visualization. This, so that getting back to the, the macro visualization was my champagne moments where at any given time during my day, usually always started my day thinking this, whether in the car or first thing in the office, I would close my eyes and picture my current champagne moment. And that year, that entire year, I probably did this about every single day was I imagined Stephanie and I out, out on a date on New Year's Eve going, wow, look at the year we just had. What an incredible year and toasting, you know, toasting to each other. And I could see her and I could see the you know, black dress she was wearing and you know, out at their favorite restaurant. And so the entire year, every time things sucked or everything time, you know, things were going well or just kind of thrown off, I would close my eyes and I could literally just for five seconds think of that moment. And it kept me going. And, you know, God willing and, and thankfully we were able to accomplish all those big things that we had set out that year and we went and did it. And that was, it was the best night ever. And it was just an incredible night out with her and we, we got to live out our champagne moment. And so, you know, my current moment, you know, I'm kind of constantly evolving with that. And just my current moment is we don't have kids yet, but I, I can, my vision, my macro visualization now is being a father and holding my son for the for, or daughter for the first time and thinking, I've got this, we've done this, you know, Stephanie, you're, you're staying home with the kids. I, I, I've got it all. We, we've got it taken care of. So that's kind of how it's evolved from just going to a, a place of scarcity and paying off debt and just trying to make it to now, you know, building a, business that's going to change our lives and has changed our lives and all, you know, hundreds of our clients as well. That is so awesome. And I would say of all the things that you have mentioned in this podcast that are this episode that is so important, I would say that that one, uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I caught you at the end there to say it because there are so many things that we can get caught up in as far as business and just our, our life. And a lot of those are time wasters. And a lot of those are like we said, the non-revenue generating activities that sometimes you just have to do. You can't avoid it. Planning out goals that maybe you reach or you don't reach, and there's some frustration there, and have, you have to learn from that. But I think all of that culminates into what you just mentioned, the champagne moments, that you visualize that, and that's what kept you going in the in the hard times, and uh, and you were able to actually go and do that. That's that's the neat. I don't know if I've heard that part of the story, is that you guys actually, you visualized it for so long, and then you actually went out and did it. And so, uh, Kyle, thanks so much for just being an example of uh, just of hard work and not not only hard work. I want to make sure I point out that it is very smart work. Much of that's probably been from things that you've learned. And, uh, you know, we always talk about failure is uh, failure is feedback. Failure is not the ultimate end result. And we're going to learn from that. We're not going to beat ourselves up and have self-sabotage. We're going to move forward with it. But having things locked in like these champagne moments, as you mentioned, I think those are so crucial and i know our listeners are going to take a lot away from that um from your yeah and, if, and one more kind of thing that i'd put on, on top of that too is I, i'm always looking and thinking in my head there's a fine line for stephanie and I, because we like to have a lot of fun we, we do a lot of stuff you know i think last year i counted 2015 we took 
well, I, I took about 10 weeks out of the business last year. About half of that was purely fun with Stephanie. About half of that was working on my business, um, getting designations, developing myself, going to seminars, going to conferences, and all that. But I'm always looking. There's a fine line between me when I write my five-year vision or I imagine myself in five years, ten years. I don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I would have had more fun. That, that's one of the biggest fears I have is I don't want to say, man, I, I – I worked hard, but I wish I would have had more fun along the way. I'm only, you know, a young married couple once in my life. And on the flip side of that, though, I've always been very careful to say I don't want to look back and, you know, have any sense of me- mediocrity and say, man, I wish I would have worked a little bit harder or wish I would have worked a little bit smarter. So I'm, I'm kind of always trying to work that balance between those two where I want to I want to have just maximize the fun, but I want to pack as much work into that time as possible when I am working. So that, I think that's what you know makes me work smarter as opposed to harder is that that line between those two things. Man, that is so great. Well, we'll wrap up the podcast here. Thanks so much for your time. I know you're a super busy guy, and so I really appreciate the time you had. And I know our listeners do as well. And as you guys think back through your day and your week and your you know champagne moments, whatever you want to call that uh, for for your own life and those visualizations that are going to help you. Through that, I just hope that all of you continue to remember that this life is, as Curtis Estes always says, your life has to be designed. You can't live it by default. And the more that we go out and do that every single day, the better we're going to be and the more we're going to reach our peak potential and peak performance each day. So I encourage you guys to go out and do that and take the lessons learned from uh, Kyle, who is just on his way to extremely large success at a very young age. And I am so glad to be uh, held accountable by him on many different levels and have him uh, in my life. Thanks so much, guys. Go out and rock it this week.